The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumter County Spotlight on uh, this uh, Sunday morning, each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. And we've got uh, this show, which we kind of like talk with interesting folks here in our community. People are doing something and making an impact. And I have to say that Shanda Tripp has been having her hands in a lot of stuff. I am impressed because such an advocate for the foster care kids. I, I just think it's fabulous what you've done up to this point. And I know that a lot of changes have happened, especially in the last year or so. And we'll talk about that. Let's just give everybody an update, see what's happened this past year, give an update on what's happening and uh, what's got us to this point. Well, thank you for starters for having me again, Jeff. It is such a pleasure to be here. And you have introduced me to so many people uh, (laughs) because of this show, this radio uh, station, it's just been a blessing, a great connection. So thank you once again for having me here. 20 years ago, my husband and I, almost 20 years ago, my husband, Rob Tripp, and I started a church, the Fireplace Fellowship in Sumner County. We actually started in Gallatin. Fast forward, we moved to Hendersonville uh, right at 10 years ago over on Walton Ferry. We purchased the old First Assembly, which the whole world had been there. I don't know if you know that, but the Oak Ridge (laughs) boys used to go there. You know, everybody's been to First Assembly at one time or another. Anyways, then very sadly, my husband went to be with the Lord in December of 21. So not even knowing if we would continue the church uh, not just the church, but we also have a second nonprofit organization that is non-religious, and that is Love for Music City. And you and your wife have been such a blessing uh, to that organization. And of course, we share the love for foster care children because mm-hmm. you actually adopted, Indeed. right? Yeah, that's right. So you've you've taken a step further than me. I've not adopted any children, but we have been serving Sumner County now for 12 years. We're about to have our 12th Christmas for foster care children, which I'm very, uh, just so honored to get to do that. So not knowing if we would continue to move forward with the church, uh, with our leadership, our eldership made a crazy decision to go ahead and keep keeping the doors open, keep having church. And uh, we turned a corner, we're doing really well at the beginning of this year. And, and then, and then, <laughs> March the third, everyone. If you live in this area, remember the catastrophic windstorm that came through. Well, that damaged our roof. That was March third. Then May the eighth, we had a flood on the office side of the building, the youth center side, and that was just from a ten dollar part on a toilet upstairs malfunctioning. Wow. So that flooded. Then July fifteenth, we had a second flood. July. 19th, we had a third flood, and yes, I'm not making that up. Even the adjuster who's been in this business for 20 years says he's never seen anything like it. The people from the water restoration companies, the construction companies, everyone says they haven't seen anything like it. So all of that stuff happens. It displaced us at the same time. There's a church here in town in Hendersonville that had moved a year ago to uh, Cross Plains, I guess it is. And they were using their former facility for a different function, but decided just to stop that function and just move on solely to their new location. So that building comes open on Center Point Road, 1041 Center Point Road. But you know what I was just thinking? Yes. No, I have no idea what you're just thinking. (laughs) Well, you might not want to know it. (laughs) You know, Halloween's coming upon us and everything, you know, with the spooky stuff and thing. 
you you know what happened over there on Walton Ferry, right? Rob had a plan. Oh. <laughs> so he, he said, okay, ah. I got a plan for you. So this is what's going to happen. Well, we Everything. were, right. somebody we're had moving. a plan, that's for sure, cause, <laughs> and it wasn't ours because we were pushed out of that building. It was yeah, just right. bizarre. Crazy. I mean, that's so, I can't So bizarre. Yeah. Then the Centerpoint building is two self-standing buildings, although it is the same square footage as our original place. So when we were displaced from uh, through insurance because of the flood, it was the perfect location because it's the same size. But in my heart, I knew if we move to that building on Center Point, it will be about the foster care children. Because, frankly, we are doing well on Walton Ferry. We were growing, and my plan was to just have multiple Sunday services. Mm-hmm. But it was not conducive for my big vision for foster care work, which is to have weekly programs, right. have the foster the displaced foster care children come into our facility weekly. Mm-hmm. Well, the two self-standing buildings is perfect for that. It's sure. amazing, it's yeah. perfect. So here we are. Now we, you're not doing housing. We are going to start with programs. Okay, DCS it. has already asked okay. if we would keep them 24 hours a day, such as housing. Mm-hmm. We will not be like a group home Right. And when I talk about displaced children, just for those of you who don't understand, displaced children are those kids who have been taken from their parents for whatever reason, but there's no foster home for them to go into. Right. So tonight in Sumner County, there's foster care children sleeping on the conference tables or on the couches, and the DCS workers are taking turns rotating watching them because yeah. yeah. no one has custody of them right. except for the state. Right. So those are considered displaced kids. So in a scenario, if we were, and oh, by the way, the only reason why we're not able to, Jeff, is because of money. If right. I could find the funding, mm-hmm. A, we'd already have the doors open, and B, we could right. be open 24 hours a day. Well, there's somebody out there who's got a couple of mill laying around right. they got to get rid of, so I might as well send it over to it's you. It's so there frustrating. <laughs> and not just individuals, but the government throws all kinds of money at these situations. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like the dirty little secret. They don't want Americans to know that our own children are sleeping on foster care. And this on, is not just a local problem. This in Florida, right. I mean, you, you're having the same issues happening. I used to think when I heard of this, like, oh, it's only in L.A. and in New York. Mm -hmm. Not true. Mm -hmm. And we're in one of the richest counties in America. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. And we have a greater intake and we have children sleeping on the uh, Mm -hmm. office's uh, desk tonight. And somebody's got to do something. Right. So we are attempting to open our doors and eventually it probably will be for 24 hours a day. But again, we wouldn't be a group home because these are the kids who would just stay until they find placement for them. These so are the kids a, in the shuffle. Just a temporary thing till they can get things ironed right. out. Because exactly. a lot of times, I mean, you're in the middle of the night. Exactly. Where, where these exactly. kids are getting taken. And and that. it's, That's it's, right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be so shocking to them. I mean, it's just no fault of theirs. No fault of They've been thrown in this theirs. situation. they got to deal with it. No so. fault of theirs. Yeah. So long story short, we have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if anyone is listening and you are going through death and loss and sorrow, mm-hmm. floods, uh, getting your roof ripped off, and you wonder, what in the world do I do? Well, my only advice would be just keep going. Don't yeah. give up. Just yeah. keep putting one yeah. foot in front of the other. I keep telling people. I did not plan this. For sure. I would have never chosen it, but I just haven't quit. Right. I just kept going. So who do you have helping you over there? Number one, I, let me just say, the people we do have are the most amazing people yes. on the planet, and we're here because of them, not because have, of me. you got to have a heart for, yes, you, for this to yes, get Yes, yes, and they've yeah. stuck with us through thick and thin. Well, let me just do a sidebar here and say, we also have quite a 
number of people from the country music community mm-hmm. who have yeah. stepped up. And then I don't know if she's country music technically, but Charlene Tilton, Lucy from Dallas. Oh, if yeah. you're over uh-huh. 40 years old, you know who that is. Mm. Cherish. She was the yes. foster child. Charlene was. <laughs> yes, she was. And actually, I just met with Cherish yesterday. She's mm-hmm. going to be working more with us. Good. Like in the office and that kind of thing. Yes. Because she sees the vision of it clearly with her mother being mm-hmm. in foster care. But she sat there and got teary-eyed about it when I was talking about the kids sleeping on the conference mm-hmm. tables and yeah, she's saying whatever. somebody's got to do something. I'm like, yes. yeah, well, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are. So we are trying to get the word out, A, about our new location, okay. uh-huh. 1041 Center Point Road. So Thank give you us so some much. landmarks to where that location is. Exit two off of Vietnam Veterans right. Highway, right? Is yeah, you turn, you're going to turn down right past or right before, depending on if you're coming from the Goodlettsville right. area or from Hendersonville, that Dodge store, that gas yeah, station. popular Dodge yeah. store. It's the popular gas mm-hmm. station. It's been there forever. Tractor Supply. Tractor yeah. Supply. It's just a couple blocks down but the road. Just real quick, why don't, you, why don't you introduce this young fella right. over here? So <laughs> one of our staff pastors at our church is Jana Henson. Her husband went to be at the Lord three years ago, wow. and he was Larry Henson of the original Henson family. If yes. you're a Southern Gospel fan at all, and you're over 40, <laughs> you have heard of the Hensons. So Dr. Larry Henson and his wife attended our church, then he went to be with the Lord. Jana has stayed with us, and her son, her oldest son, Jay, is in the uh, studio with me today. Yes. But his stage name is actually Jay Rev, yes. and he is a rapper. Now tell me how that fits with Southern Gospel, but he is a rapper. So Jay is here with me today, and he's actually heading up an event we have coming up called Fields of Fire, which is our fall festival. festival. Uh, So Jay's heading that up, but he's also participated in our Christmas parties, and he knows all about the toy room right now that's full of stuff, so he's very well acquainted with everything going on. But he's here today to help me talk about the Fields of Fire. Okay, so with the new facility, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Yes. There's still a lot of legalities and yeah. you know yeah. things you got to go through with DCS Transition, and everything. Yeah. You got to get approved because yes. they have their their functions. But I think you have such a great relationship with the state. I think we do. it's not going to be an issue. No, I don't think it will. We are here to meet the need of the state, the yes. DCS worker. And the foster child, of course, being number one. DCS workers get a bad rap. Mm -hmm. Under federal law in Tennessee, our DCS workers are not supposed to have more than 20 children, 20 cases per worker. In middle Tennessee, (laughs) they have 80. 80, eight, oh, zero. Wow. Imagine having 80 kids that you're trying to take care of. Yeah. And I don't even know, maybe you know, but I don't know if a family with multiples counts as one case or, you know, I, I don't right. know. So right. if, you, if there's multiple kids per case, oh my Lord. Well, and I've, I've talked to Senator Farrell Hale and William Lambert and all the guys yes, and very you. supportive yes. right, right. Uh, of the things that yes. you're doing yes. and with the foster care system. And I know it's always a challenge to get more money. Oh, yeah. you got to get these workers paid, exactly. man. They're, they're just, they're overworked yes. and, you know, it's hard. Please. They're doing their job. Now they're doing, one worker's doing the job of technically four if they have right. 80 cases. But now you add in the displaced, which has not always been. Since COVID, there has been a huge uptick in the amount of children that come into the system, but yet the numbers do not match in the amount of parents hmm. that are stepping up to be foster parents. So therefore, 
those kids are considered displaced. They are custody of the state only. And you look at it and you go, well, what's what's the answer here? How can you, I mean, you can't make people be foster parents. It has that's to be right. something they're, that's, that's in their right. heart that they really want to help and out. And you know that more than most. Yeah, yes. and, and it's like, okay, how do we reach them? Do we do seminars, which that's been done? You advertise, we're looking for you yeah. know foster parents, you want to get involved. You know, you have to tug at their heartstrings and, yes. and, and if they heard some of this, they. Uh, Really, I think more people would want to, to help out. I hope so, you know. And they get paid. And they to get do paid that. by the state. Everything gets paid by the state. And if you actually end up adopting through the state, which you could speak more to that, mm-hmm. it's paid for. It is. Medical, they get college opportunities, daycare, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the government throws a lot of money at this problem, but the problem is love is the only answer. Love is the only thing that's going to solve the trauma of a child. So my plan is, uh, for starters, if everyone do their part in their county, number one, we keep our little part of the world, uh, our little part of the street clean, right? (laughs) But if I can just get my hands on the money and I feel like I'm a broken record because I've been trying for years now, and we've gotten, uh, like the Dottie Fresh Foundation, donated significantly last year. There's different ones who have stepped up and helped us to get to where we're at. But I'm trying to get funding, and once I figure it out where the funding is, I will then turn and teach other entities how to do what we're doing Mm -hmm. across America. That is is my plan. In Tennessee alone, we have approximately 9,800 foster care children, and we have 11,000 churches. So that's 11,000 buildings that are set and empty probably five days a week, Mm -hmm. as far as their sanctuaries, their fellowship halls, that kind of thing. So if we can figure out how to get the funding, then I do believe even someone maybe that owns like a gym or there's just maybe they could have uh, programs in the evenings, you know, different types of facilities. If we could get the funding, I think there's good people out there that would open up their facilities Mm -hmm. to do such programs. But it always goes back to the money and getting the money in the right hands. Exactly. Well, I mean, you could do fundraisers and things of that nature. Which we've done. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I remember, what, a couple years ago, you had that silent auction. That was, Mm. that turned out really good. And thank you again, Jeff. You have emceed what? Two times now? Yeah, Three so. times? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Uh, that one time we were out there at Reba McIntyre's old place. What is that even called? I, I can't even remember. Uh, wow. Well, it used to be Starstruck Farms, right? That, yeah, yeah, it used to be, yeah. But used to be beautiful. We had Pam yeah. Tillis that night. And Crystal Gale. Crystal Gale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. Again, the country music celebrities have stepped up for us tremendously. Yes. But due to everything we went through this year, we did not even have our fundraisers like we oh, normally right. would. Right. So if anyone is listening to this and you've donated the past or you would like to donate again or volunteer at the christmas party it's december the 10th you do have to go through a background check and you do have to be approved it is a private event but we need your help yes we need your help and how would they reach you the fireplacefellowship.com or lovefrommusiccity.org or you can always the simplest find me on facebook just inbox me <laughs> you'll find it okay well listen that's a good place to t- let's take a break real quick i'm going to be right back with more of summer county spot thanks for listening to summer county spotlight a weekly public affairs program heard each and every sunday right here on whin or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, welcome back this Sunday to Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Shanda Tripp. And also, we're going to be speaking now with this this fellow over here, uh, Jay Henson right here. So, Jay, man, thanks for for coming in. And it never ceases to amaze me how many... Henson's I end up meeting. Oh, there's a, so there's many of us. 
you can we could spend the next half hour just talking about the family tree that's right we could there is a lot of us which is a good thing uh maybe bad for some but uh, <laughs> debatable that's right so the, it, starting at the beginning, of course, you had the original Hensons. That is correct. Which consisted of? It consisted of Kenny Henson, uh, Ronnie Henson, uh, Yvonne Henson, and my father, who passed away, sadly, three years ago, Dr. Larry Henson. Mm. Uh, he was the baby of the bunch, So, but he was a pioneer uh, with his preaching and uh, his singings. He yes. sang tenor, didn't he? The he did. Heart. He did yeah. sing tenor. And I asked him what was up with that baritone award he got from the singing news. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then, then we throw that Bo character in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's my first cousin. I love that guy. Oh, that was Ronnie's eldest son, uh, only son. And his, Bo, I just seen him not too long ago, and he's still same old cut up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But loves the Lord, loves to sing gospel music. And I love him very much. Now you have obviously been around the music business, you know, all of your life. Oh yeah, and everywhere. So you had a kind of a different calling. You're you're doing a different genre. That's if you will. right. I grew up here for a little bit of my childhood until my dad left the Henson Group, and we moved to Oklahoma while evangelizing, and then we fast forward. We went to Little Rock, Arkansas, where my parents started a pastor. Uh, through that course, I became fans of DC Talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, Toby Mack and Kevin and Mike, all guys, I grew up listening to them along with a couple other groups, Preachers News- in Disguise. Newsboys. Yep. Newsboys. Oh, love yeah. the Newsboys. Yeah. Uh, went to all their concerts. Also, I, I listened to Transformation Crusade. So these are some really <laughs> throwback, as we would say today, groups yeah. that inspired me. Now, the thing I want to hear is rapping to a Southern Gospel song. <laughs> yeah, I got actually a, a song, something similar to that that I kind of uh, did. It's called Muddy Water. So you can find my music on Spotify, okay. Amazon Music, J-Rev. It stands for J the Revelator. So I am bringing this new sound to my family really because they're all southern gospel artists and mm-hmm. i'm doing christian hip-hop so mm-hmm. christian hip-hop isn't a new thing mm-hmm. but it is for the hensons <laughs> and uh i've been doing it let's see uh for 20 plus years off wow. and on yeah wow. yeah but you got to find something that you that you really love doing yes you know what i mean if you have a talent for that so, in fact, let's hear something right now. Ready? Go. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 you I love it. Could. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, you I know, would try to beat by. I can't do it. It's all, it's all right. <laughs> I've done. I've done my share of freestyling. Uh, <laughs> you know, whether it's at a buddy's house or in the street or even having fun at church. You know, that's how it really began. But I felt the Lord calling me back to this generation of right. kids and this generation of young adults, and uh, to give them some music that really will feed their soul. So how did you get in, involved with the foster care system, uh, you know, Love for Music City, uh, well, get involved with Shanda, you know, she'll keep you busy now. I'm that's right. You. And I don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, my parents frequently visited the TBN studios for years. Mm-hmm. Even after my dad left the Henson Group and went on to evangelize, we have, my parents are originally from California. So we would always visit the TBN studios in California and my parents would guessing there, which that is where we 
the trip, trip family, family. and the yes. families all mm, just kind of okay. know each other. So. That's right. Yeah. So well. we have a lot of history, mm-hmm. and I started attending the church back in when they first started in Gallatin. That's right. And then I moved, and I moved around. And let's just be real honest, I backslid for a while. So I am not shy to say that. That is part of my testimony. I'm actually really bold about it because God has done such a tremendous transformation in my life. And it's in my music now. And I love helping children. And I love seeing uh, foster kids getting homes and just getting the things they need, especially around this time of year where kids really look around and say, I wish I had a family. I wish I had a mother and father to give me some Christmas gifts of, you know. Sure. So my heart really just bleeds for them. The fact that, uh, you know, you do the love packs, you do the yes, the, do. the big event at Christmas, yes, uh, which absolutely. is, Our I 12th think, year coming up. 12th year. I mean, it's incredible that these are things that are, are not hand-me-downs. They're not, never, give, never, you know, never. goodwill stuff. That's this is right. real. Brand real. new everything Always you got new. sneakers you got whatever anything bikes, they need bikes we right. gave away probably 25 bikes last year oh yeah maybe 30 and we had some left over city, by the way party city yeah uh, Thank you, party right here city. in hendersonville we appreciate them yeah we do but i think i think you can reach them and especially with your music yes you know and i think having them relate to this and they you know if you pulled up some southern gospel they'd probably go i don't get this next but now you right. can relate to them right you know and and speak to them and you you can you can reach a lot of people. My dad always said he I, I struggled with trying to find my direction, uh, you know, like most adolescents do at one point. And as I got older before his passing, he said, "Jay, the Lord has saved you for such a time as this, mm-hmm. and so it, it is going to happen. You'll probably see more of me because I just really feel the Lord unlocking a door for me to step through to bring this style of music. And my my music, I love to keep the message in it." I think mm-hmm. it's important to keep the message of Christ. We don't we don't let it slip out through uh, just trying to be fun or popular. But I think a lot of people uh, in the population, right, think when they think rap, yeah, they're going to think negative. They're going to think Absolutely. violence. They're yeah. going to talk sex. Yeah. They're going to talk just really crazy stuff. I think having your style do it in the message that you have, I think yes. they're going to see it in a whole different light. I, I hope they do, and I, I really invite them to, you know, swing by their streaming app real quick, wherever, <laughs> and, and just pull up J-Rev and, and check out my music, and, and hopefully it will bless them and pull them out of something they're in, because I'm talking about real events that I've encountered and seen. My whole life, I, I have been back and forth with my walk with the Lord, and uh, I praise the Lord, I don't wrestle with that anymore. And God has really pulled me out and delivered me from all that. But there is a message, and I can relate to what is going on with a lot of these young yes. adults and these young kids and what they're experiencing from the bullying to the peer pressure of using drugs to the wanting to run away to wanting to commit suicide. I've encountered all of this, I've went through this uh, with a lot of heartbreak. You know, maybe you're a parent and you've been rejected by your own children or, you know, or your wife, you're through a divorce. I've been through these things. So this stuff goes into mm-hmm. my music and I just pour into it so that it will help someone else in their time. So you're writing. I am writing. Okay. I produce my music. Okay. I write everything. I am an indie artist artist so toby you gotta reach out yeah (laughs) we're gonna go on tour man come on right i'm heaven bound (laughs) you know doing this and and you're trying to reach people that the thing is i think you would have a captive audience in in this type of situation especially 
when we you start bringing back the galas, uh, those kind of things. And our fall event. The, maybe you're seeing why I uh, we that, asked Jay to head up the that's right. fall event. Well, now that you've opened that, now that you open that up, let's let's talk about sure. that. What so what prompted? Let's do a fall event. Well, we've done one every year, I believe, yes. all these years, and you know, trunk or trees. I mean, they've looked differently. Chili cookoffs. We've, we've done all kinds of stuff. Yep. Right now, we're focused on letting the world know we've moved. We're okay. 1041 Center Point Road, and that's why I recruited Jay to invite some of his friends. You actually have, uh, but didn't know if you're going to touch on it. Outlaw gospel song you've I ha- done. I have, I've never heard that term I in my have life. Crossed I have made over. that up. <laughs> Outlaw gospel. I'm not sure how that all goes together, but okay. I will. I'll, I'll rap on anything. So if anybody ever wants me to do something, I'm never shy to say okay. I got a phone call by Brother Andrew Marshall. And he does what is considered outlaw gospel. It is like a southern rock, bluesy type of sound, and it is it's it's new too. So we have this guy breaking out in in a new kind of a genre, gospel music, and he calls me up and he says, "Hey, I'm going to step way outside of the box, man. Will you rap on this song for me?" And I'm like, "Okay, well." Hey, you could be the next Pitbull. There you go. They're going to have you come on their songs, do a little donut in there. I will do it. Yeah. I'm sorry to insert myself, but actually what happened is Andrew asked me if I happen to know a Christian rap artist. And I said, as a matter of fact, yeah, I do. We owe it to to Pastor Shanda. She has done a great job of connecting us. And uh, I went way out in the sticks and thought, man, I don't know whose property I'm going to be on. I don't want to be greeted with a shotgun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I call him up. He said, yeah, you're at the right spot. Come on in. And it was the Immaculate Studio just out in the middle of nowhere. Very peaceful, very friendly uh, mm-hmm. uh, folks in there. And we cut this song. It is not released yet, but it will be. It's super cool. It's called Rogue. And he's going rogue for the Lord and it's really really cool it's a very upbeat song and we've been invited uh, to the ICMAs uh, in the next year I believe, year, I, believe, yeah. I believe it's May. They pushed it to May, and we're going to perform that song. So, are you going to perform that at Fields of Fire? Or is that taboo? yes? Okay, so we'll we are going peek. to do okay. that. You'll get a sneak peek. <laughs> this Fields of Fire event will host, will host Del Nora, Steve Brigman, Andrew Marshall, and myself, J Rev. So we got four live performers, and you're going to get a mix of, of a little bit of everything. Oh, that sounds great. So tell us when the event is again. October 29th. 29th. Okay. Four to seven. Four to seven. And I just want to give a shout out. We have food trucks coming. Yes. Uh, slow burn. Slow, slow burn. burn. Number one, the nice food is slow. amazing, but they have stepped up and helped us already they tremendously. They are wonderful. And I just want to give a shout out to Crumble Cookies, Crumble to Cookie. Nothing Bunt Cakes. Oh my goodness, they've all been Papa so generous John's. to us. Papa John's. Papa John's here Man, in Asia has been amazing. He is so nice. They've been yeah. so generous. So we have food trucks, and then Trunk or Treat will have the live performing artists. Yes, we're going to have Cakewalk. Uh, cake walk. Fun. Uh, we're going to have a few and booths out free. there to get some merch yep. from mm-hmm. all the performers. Performers and stuff okay. too, so come and down. Where's it going to be again? Ten Forty One Center Point Road, okay. Hendersonville, Tennessee. We've right. also invited Jeff Shannon to come, so we'll see. I've, we I've heard it. I heard he pro- can be difficult. That guy. Uh, he's well, pretty snazzy guy. Right I like now, but he's nice occasionally. Hey, I think we could change the name of it, and we can change the name of the event to Shannon Palooza. Shannon Palooza. Oh, Look out! Let's do it. Gospel. <laughs> 
Well, he used to be a biker, you know. That yeah, guy, <laughs> he's got a great testimony. And if you've never caught Andrew Marshall's testimony, oh, yeah. he will give a little bit there at the Fields That's of Fire. Yeah, so true. you come in here, you'll love it. So you, you'll have that on social media. Yes. So Absolutely. just type, they just type it in. Fields of Fire. Fields of Fields Fire. Fields of Fire, Fields of fire. Yeah. October 29th. Okay. 2023, 1041 Centerpoint Road, Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can find us on all social platforms. It's the day after our Tukitacular we're having here at the streets of Any Lake. Oh, yeah. That's so right. we're going to have have a band out here. we got booths. We're going to have all of the thing. Yeah. Our, our our mascot, Tuki, will be running around here and uh, oh, have costume wonderful. contests yeah. for the kids yes. and everything. That's so awesome. we'll just make a weekend of it. I Let's know. do it. Awesome. You, you, you may see me up here yeah, hugging Tuki's neck. Yes, Look out. Come to streets of Any Lake on Saturday and then come to the fireplace. There on you Sunday. go. There you go. Just couple minutes away so that, that works out great absolutely so now it, as far as love for music city yes there's just so much that has to be done with that mm-hmm. and you're i know you're planning for the future yes always. we got secrets we can't talk about I yet know. so you got to stand by because it's right. going to be amazing it is amazing and this event and everything that you do it is going to raise money so you can help these foster kids Correct. and, yes. and yes. get people involved Getting getting them to touch their hearts so That's they right. can participate and help out. Uh, if I don't want to get too political on you, but uh, <laughs> people often are talking about about where to get votes. Right. Uh, certain sex of people trying to reach out to them, and I say, well, there's a whole generation that is in my opinion, being thrown away. And yeah. they're in the foster care system. That's right. And they're getting a very bad American experience, just to be honest with you. Very true. And they need somebody to step up and show them the American dream, show them the American way. And they have been overlooked for too long. And it is a giant problem, but there is a solution. And they are our children. Yes. And they are our tomorrow. Our our bankers, our lawyers, our doctors, our uh, uh, our entire communities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what kind of worldview do we want them to have? Please, yeah. And it feels like, I won't say, but it feels <laughs> like we do more for people coming across the border than mm-hmm. we do for our own children exactly. in the middle of America. I'm not talking about, you know, border states. I'm talking about right here in Middle Tennessee. Right. So whose responsibility is that? It is ours. It's, ours. it's very yeah. easy to sit back and blame the politician, blame the governor, the whoever. Yeah. In my opinion, they're all, they have a high hill to climb. And I always said, job. I always said this, you know, if people understood the, the foster care and adoption system, mm-hmm. they would realize that you can adopt a child through, foster through the, care, through yes. the state locally here and versus going to Guatemala or China oh, and yeah. pick up, you know, you're spending 30, 40, $50,000 on it. You get a child for $0 exactly. and all of their health care and everything. You have no, no cost. No right. Cost. It's paid for. Right. And you are helping a kids right here in our community. Right here. That's right. Now, if they want to do that, that's by yep. all means, go out and More do that. But let, I think we should focus right here and, and, and branch out. Absolutely. And that's, that's the message and we're going to keep preaching it. Yes. <laughs> the foster children in Middle Tennessee are the orphan on our own doorstep. We like to talk about the orphans abroad, which I do Mm. that as well, but we have them right here on our our own doorstep. So we're asking for you to step up and help us. We are collecting new toys uh, for Christmas. I'll throw that out there. We'll have collection boxes all across Sumner County. Uh, Love for Music City, if you'd like to volunteer, if you'd be interested in donating new toys or otherwise, we need your help. And it'll make you feel good. It oh, makes man, you to see the smile on these kids is amazing. And they'll look at it and they'll go, is this for me? Is this for me? So, it's overwhelming. They, they the almost feel box? like they're yes. not worthy. It's like, I'm not worthy to receive that. Hello. Hello. Yes, you are. Yes, you Which are. we'll never know what that one incident in their life 
could mm-hmm. be life changing. Could be that they Absolutely. felt love. They were given self confidence. They were f- given new items that they're worthy enough to get new items. Very we deal worthy. with all of that at those parties. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a great thing. We're talking Thank to Shanda Tripp with uh, Love from Music City and Fireplace. I can't ever get the that. The Fireplace Fellowship. I knew that. I was just testing <laughs> you. And of course, we got Mr. J. Rev right here. Yeah. <laughs> right here, guys. Thanks so much for coming in and spending some time with us. We're going to get problem. the word out and let's get this thing going. Yes, thank let's you. do it. All right, so thank, thank you very you. much. All right, that's going to wrap up this segment of Summer County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. Uh, stand by. We have a lot more coming right here on Summer County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And we're back with Summer County Spotlight. You know, this Sunday morning, we always have incredible guests. There's there's one guy, and you've heard him on this show before. In light of all of the activities that were going on with Memorial Day and the memorial for uh, Spencer Bristol, I thought, well... Why don't we talk to Spencer's dad? So we got Dan Bristol here. And look, he, he, this guy is so busy. I'm, I'm glad you were able to come in because <laughs> you're in tunnels and towers. You're with the police department. I mean, you're, you're staying pretty busy. Yes, sir. So I thought we'd do is, uh, I know previously we were talking uh, with, with State Rep. Johnny Garrett, and he was telling me of the procedures that went through to get this memoriam done for Spencer. So let's talk about how you came into the picture and how you found out, hey, this was going to be a thing. Yeah, actually, I, I received a phone call from Mayor Clary. The mayor actually called to let me know that they uh, that, that he and uh, Johnny Garrett, State Representative Johnny Garrett, had been working together on a process to have uh, a set section of 65 renamed after Spencer. And we thought, you know, this is just an incredible honor, an incredible way to, to honor his memory. And uh, we were very humbled by it. So the, the process, I was told, was going to be that uh, they were going to get it approved or had gotten it approved to um, to happen. But we just needed to have the sign created and then get it erected. And then, then we would do a memorial service. Mm-hmm. So our discussion kind of went into where, where and how would we do that memorial service. Mm-hmm. And through conversations with Mayor Clary and Johnny Garrett, we came up with the idea to do it on Memorial Day. It was actually my wife's idea to do it on Memorial Day. But as far as where, um, we just felt like um, we wanted to do it in a in a kind of a public or you know setting, and that we could share it with all the the neighbors and all the Spencer's friends and people that mm-hmm. you know that knew him. There was a you know a live concert that was being done on Memorial Day that Andy Gilly and the Parks team put puts together every year and the, this jam concert that they did. And it was beautiful. The Isaacs and, and you know, just uh, an incredible uh, day of music. We had the, the opportunity to, you know, be presented with the memorial and they gave us copies of the sign. It was just really very touching. and humbling. So it's a big sign. I mean, yeah. gosh, it's like, you know, six feet long, you know, and it's, it's the you know, you've seen the signs. They're green with the white letters and things like that. They You actually have a, a replica of the exact sign that's out on 65. Yes, they presented us with a copy uh, of the sign. You know, there, there's two signs, actually one erected northbound on 65 just before the 386 bypass and then one uh, southbound just after the Rivergate on-ramp. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah. touching. Wow. So we were talking earlier, we were talking about how in the future, you know, these signs erected that Eloise goes by there, she's going to be able to see that sign and it's remembering her dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we, we talked to her about it. So she, she knows about it and she was very humbled by it. She didn't want to be up on stage because she doesn't like crowds or anything. But, you yeah, know, it was so cute because she was standing off to the side. <laughs> yeah. We've, dri- we've driven past it and I showed it to her and she's very touched. She's, you know, that's my daddy's name. And, and so it, it, it really is very humbling and very touching. 
Yeah. Well, but having these kind of things, it, it really makes you feel warm inside, you know, that he was honored in this way and remembered. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that day was a really tragic day. Johnny talked about how he came upon that. He was actually out on 65. I mean, you've heard him talk to this story. And, you know, as everybody does, when things are backed up, they're going, hey, what's what's this backup for there? You know, everybody gets grumpy because they have to, they're delayed. Right. And then of course they later found out what it was, you know, then you kind of, you said, Oh, I should have felt that way, but you just never know, you know, but what, I mean, what a tragic day for the family and for Hendersonville and and anybody that knew Spencer, at least we have some justice uh, with these, I won't say gentlemen, but those individuals that have, have gotten justice. And so what does it look like for them? for their future at this point? Well, both of them are, are in jail right now in prison. Uh, you know, one, uh, the, the, the driver is obviously uh, serving out his sentence. The, the one who fleed on foot, who actually caused my son's death, who was evading and uh, didn't give up, is, is awaiting uh, further sentencing or further trials. The, the hearing that was supposed to happen this month has been pushed out to 2024 again. So it'll be, you know, we're still waiting on the, you know, the reckless homicide charges, but there was a federal case when this individual okay. was caught. Um, he was in possession of a gun that he had used to uh, carjack someone a few days earlier, and it was a stolen gun, and it was used in the service of a felony. And so there's federal indictments against him, and, and he's looking at about 30 years in prison for yeah. that. So in addition to what is going to come from uh, Spencer's situation. But yeah, the, you know, this whole situation started with a traffic stop. What, what would have been just a normal traffic stop. Or and, it's, a, it's a thing in law enforcement, they call it, it has a hinky feeling. Yeah. You just, it, there's just something that tells you that something's not right. Yeah. And, and you have to learn what to act on and what not. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it started the, you know figure out what was going on with this. And as it turned out, yeah, these are bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad. You know, there's, there's a history. This individual had a, a sealed record, but a history of carjacking and violence with weapons and, you know, pistol whipping people and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's someone who needs to be off the streets. Exactly. I mean, there was absolutely no remorse for the death that was caused. And, and the, the, there was no consideration for bystanders when these individuals were driving at, at speeds of 80, 90, 100 plus miles an hour through city streets and down our interstates, putting people's lives in jeopardy mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately costing the life of our son. Well, it, it, I guess the anything that good came out of it, at least he's off the streets, like you said. I mean, he's he's. there are those people that just do not need to be out there. They don't know how to handle society. They're, they're just broken people. So he put them inside and let them live their life in there. Chances are he might get his justice in jail. There you go. Yeah. Very possible. But you never know. So with the memorial presentation, I thought it was a great day. And I was there, and I just thought the crowd was massive. You had a, a great audience, and it just touched me how people were moved by this ceremony. And you had a lot of people up on stage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a bit of the family was there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it even takes me back to our son's funeral. And I think about the patriotism, the the level of respect that our community has for first responders. And, you know, they care about people who serve and protect mm-hmm. Um, for our military, for our, our EMS uh, workers and, and, you know, fire department, police department. They showed up in huge waves during my son's funeral, just, li- you know, lining the streets. And, and, you know, in an event like that, people stood and, and, you know, were just touched, I think, to see it. I think a lot of people are very 
appreciative of that kind of honor. I mean, you know, we've been very blessed in the fact that that our son's been honored, remembered in multiple ways. They continue to find ways to um, keep his memory alive. I mean, we have a memorial at the police department. We have a memorial at Memorial Park. You know, we have this now this sign erected on the interstate. You know, there's a memorial in Gatlinburg, Tennessee that, you know, shows Spencer in Washington, D.C. on the police wall. We've, you know, got wow. his um, his name written on the wall. And I mean, there's just so many ways that someone who served the way that he did is being remembered, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he was also in the Navy, is that right? Yeah, he was a, a medic, a combat medic in the okay. Navy, served with the Marines in Afghanistan and um, was very active in uh, combat. He, he mm-hmm. saw a lot of action and um, saved lives over there and was yeah. you know, very involved in that. So. Yeah. Well, and again, that's even more appropriate to have the ceremony on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was incredible. So we have some uh, events that you're involved with, and that's Tunnel to Towers, which is an incredible uh, resource and a great organization that does some incredible things. And this will be the second year you're having it? Third. This third, third year, year. here. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so as, as I, I know I've been on the show before, and I've shared a little bit about the you know how I got involved, but um, you know, Tunnel to Towers is the organization that steps in when a first responder dies in the line of duty and they leave behind children, they will step in and pay off the mortgage, or they will buy a a mortgage-free home Mm -hmm. or build a mortgage-free home for those individuals. They also build modified homes for severely wounded veterans, Gold Star families. They'll they'll buy homes for for fallen uh, service members. Our family received a phone call shortly after my son's death uh, from the founder of Tunnel to Towers, Frank Siller. Mm-hmm. You know, the organization was named after his brother Stephen Siller, but uh, who was a, a fireman on 9/11, uh, who died, you know, saving people. But Frank called us to let us know that they would be paying off my son's mortgage, <sighs> and uh, what a burden that that was lifted off my daughter-in-law and uh, and our granddaughter. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to do something to pay. It forward, and that's how we all got involved. We brought the run to Hendersonville because we wanted to bring it to his hometown, have an annual event that's going to raise awareness and raise funds to do exactly that, support mm-hmm. other families that have been through similar tragedies. I, I think it's incredible that we're doing this, and you get great support with it. I mean, people do come out, and it's amazing how many people like to run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they've got these 4Ks, 5Ks, but people will just go crazy and just, you know, come out to these things. Yeah, what's great about this is, you know, because it is uh, kind of a reenactment of Stephen Siller, you'll see a lot of firemen running in full gear, you know, to to commemorate and reenact what he did on 9-11, a heroic run from the uh, Brooklyn Battery Tunnel Mm -hmm. all the way down to ground zero to get in those buildings and start saving people. And so this year we we are we're doing it on October 21st, so Saturday, October 21st in Saunders Ferry Park again. Uh, we will have uh, participation from fire departments, police departments, EMS offices all over the state. So we're inviting um, all of the fire departments and and uh, first responders units to come out and bring a team, compete against each other, have fun with it. But you know we expect a pretty big turnout this year, mm-hmm. and we're going to see a lot of uh, fire and police uh, presence out there that'll be running in gear. And it's just so inspirational to see that. Well, and I think I mentioned this before. We got to get Chief Mickey out there in full uniform running. <laughs> I can hear him saying, "That's not going to happen." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. So, run down kind of like what that day usually entails. I mean, how does it how does it play out? Yeah, so we we actually have an opening ceremony this year. It'll start at ten o'clock. We will have presentation of colors. We usually have Metro Honor Guard will be out and they'll do the presentation of colors. We'll have a uh, national anthem being sang by just an amazing 
amazing talent, Ainsley Costello. She does a live oh, concert yeah. throughout the entire day that we're there. You know, after the initial part of the opening ceremony, we'll have some some people, our family, maybe one or two other families who have been personally uh, impacted or benefited mm-hmm. by Tunnel to Towers speak. We'll probably do some presentation of some of our major sponsors. You know, we, we have the Dodson family and the uh, Hallmark Hyundai, who have been one of our biggest uh, sponsors and supporters. And uh, we have Scott Hunt from Hunt Brothers Pizza. So they'll all be there providing support and being honored, you know, for their participation. And then, you know, once we uh, make the announcement and get started with the run, you know, we'll have a silent auction going on. We'll have free food. Hunt Brothers Pizza provides breakfast pizza, lunch pizza pretty much throughout the the day. We'll have probably some other yummy treats and things like that. And then we, this year we're going to have kids, a kids area with bouncy houses and all kinds of face painting and stuff for the kids. The silent auction will have all sorts of great prizes and things that people can bid on and, and buy and uh, there'll be some booths and things out there from people that are sharing some of their businesses and so, so forth yeah, but um, no. just some great things going on wow it's i mean it sounds like a whole lot of fun there what's the date again it's october 21st saturday okay. at 10 a.m in saunders ferry park okay now there's a, a website that they have to go and sign up if they want to run yeah at, uh, t2t.org so if you go to uh, t2t.org um, you can pull up all the runs just go to the run and walk series and look for Hendersonville, and uh, you'll be able to sign up on there. Well, that's that's the way to do it. Are you still looking for vendors? They could do that, too. I guess check that same website. Absolutely. Yep. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for vendors. We're looking for people who want to donate items for our silent auction, uh, volunteers. We'll be having our next volunteer meeting on July 9th over at the VFW off of New Shackle. New Shackle. Yeah, 73 New Shackle. <laughs> we know that. You know that address. Yeah, we, we love those guys over there. Hey, we're going to take just a quick break. We have a lot more to talk about. So we're talking with uh, Dan Bristol, and we have a lot more to, to, to speak about, and we're going to see what's coming up right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Dan Bristol, and we're talking about a big event. Now, it's coming up on October the 21st. That happens to be a Saturday, and it's the Tunnel to Towers 5K Run and Walk. It's going to be right here at Sanders Ferry Park. If you've been to them before, you know it's just massive out there and a lot of great support. But, Dan, i got to tell you, man, there's a lot to plan for these things. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you know, we have, you know, our volunteer meetings and getting everything. We have to plan, you know, not only the venue itself, but mm-hmm. then we've got all of the resources around it. So getting the volunteers together, getting the silent auction items donated, reaching out to our sponsors and working with that, looking at, you know, the venue and who's going to be supporting, who's going to come out. Again, we have Ainsley Costello, this amazing talent and her family and their band that are going to be there performing live. Throughout. I call her I call her my firecracker. <laughs> she She's is. got so much energy. Energy, I know <laughs> she's one of the most talented young ladies yeah. I think I've ever met yeah. and uh, but she'll be there you know we again have uh, the Metro Honor Guard that'll be there and we, we have a person that organizes all of that so mm-hmm. Nikki Swisher and her oh, husband yeah. Yeah. Um, are incredible supporters of us and they you and know, she was in law enforcement absolutely yeah. absolutely she worked for Metro for a number mm-hmm. of years so she is very instrumental in helping us get together and putting together a lot of the support functions, you know, from getting the bagpiper there, because we have, you know, bagpipers that will mm-hmm. be playing bagpipes throughout the ceremony. We'll have the honor guard presentation of colors and, and things of that nature. The other part of the planning is really working this year. We're, we're really branching out to talk to a lot of
of our local fire police departments, EMS offices, to try to get great support and participation from them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've so far I've met with Franklin PD. So I've met with you know Officer Legesa over there in in their evening shift. I went and spoke with them. I've met with uh, Chief Johnson uh, over at the the Franklin Fire Department. So we're you know we're pulling together a team. They're putting together a team. Some of those firemen have actually been to the run in New York. So they're very familiar with yeah. Tunnel Towers runs. Wow. And uh, some a lot of them are CrossFitters, so they're in great shape. We've got, and, and this is a run and walk, so mm-hmm. people can walk. They don't have to run. <laughs> and and so, you know, you may see some some guys out there running in full gear, and you may see some walking, because that's pretty darn hot in those uniforms, those, those big suits. But yeah. we're, we're hoping to get um, participation from all the surrounding counties and, and even outside the county. In fact, I'm reaching out to some some precincts and some fire departments out in Kentucky mm-hmm. to see if we can get some of those guys to come down and join us. And we're putting together a traveling trophy. Uh, we want to see who's going to bring out the most participation. So we're going to honor um, the highest participating uh, fire department and police department with a trophy that they'll be able to keep okay. in their you know in their uh, precinct. No, that's a great idea. The guys like competition, especially you put them up against firefighters. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's incredible. Yeah, so I mean, there's just so much planning an event like this. You think it's pretty easy, but I mean, you got to line up these vendors and then coordinate them, and then uh, now I, I was asking myself a little bit ago. On silent auction items, what kind of, I guess you'll, you'll take anything, but obviously things that would, would bring some dollars, because that's what you're trying to do is raise money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, our friends at Hunt Brothers Pizza, Scott Hunt, and uh, and his whole team are working to get us some great items this year. We're, you know, our, our hopes is, we, we were actually just at a Tunnel of Towers event that Jenna Allen put, put on together in Mount Juliet um, in Lebanon for Tunnel of Towers, and it was a, like a writer's round and then they, they had a golf tournament that they do in Mount Juliet every year. Mm-hmm. And they had some Jack Daniels whiskey barrels that were engraved with Tunnel Towers on them. And, some, and we actually bid on one of the lids. We're going to put that in our silent auction. Okay. So we have... We paid over $250 for this Jack Daniels lid with the Tunnel Towers emblem on it, and we're going to put that in a silent auction. I hope that it brings more than what we paid for it. Sure. Um, but we're looking to get some of the Jack Daniels barrel furniture, so we're going to have that, hopefully. You know, really, we'll take anything, anything of value mm-hmm. that anybody wants to donate, but ideally, things that are, you know, of interest to first responders go really, really well. So anything that, that has, like, military or police or fire kind of, you know, some something that is of interest to those sure. folks. Yeah, yeah. Now, can the public come in? Is there a charge for them just to come and hang out and watch? Or? Not at all. You no? can come and watch for free. Uh, if you want to participate, you can sign up, and you know the fees are, are different. Mm-hmm. If you're a first responder, there's discounts for that. If you're a volunteer, you can sign up for free and still participate in the run and walk. Okay. You know, but we we absolutely welcome the public to come out and watch and be part of it. There's free food for everybody. You don't have to be a participant to enjoy okay. the free. Hunt Brothers Pizza and yep. some of the other goodies we're going to have. Yep, and then um, you know Ainsley's going to be rocking the stage, and <laughs> so absolutely, you, this is going to be back in the back pavilion there at the dock, right? Yes, okay. yes. Well, the, this year the starting line will be in the same place it was last year, but we'll have some. Uh, the stage will be configured in a different direction. I'm working with Ainsley's dad, and we're we're actually working to make sure that we've got it set up really well so that the the audience can benefit from the music and it's mm-hmm. not you know blowing anybody's ears off but <laughs> but we want to we want to have uh, really good logistics set up this year and i think the the actual course will be the same it worked out really well last year and uh you know it it, it, it is so emotionally 
charged by the the reverence and and just remembering and you know the biggest part of this is remembering the 343 firemen mm-hmm. who died on 9/11 saving people's lives mm-hmm. and and all the police officers there what's great about these events is you get to select we have these badges with everybody's picture on it who died on 9/11 and you get to select someone that you want to run in honor of so oh, if you want to okay. select Steven Siller's badge, if you want to select uh, Meisenheimer's badge, or anyone else out there mm-hmm. that you have a connection with or have a, a passion about, you can run and have their you know their uh, badge on your on your shirt when you're running. Wow. Uh, we'll have a lot of signage up this year okay. that commemorates all of those uh, fallen on 9/11. So you'll be able to see all their pictures and find out a little bit about them. So will there be parking on site? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about Saunders Ferry Park is yeah. we don't have to close down roads. We don't put any extra burden on the city. You know, we have wonderful partnership with, you know, Andy Gilly and the parks team. Mm-hmm. They they support us tremendously. So we have plenty of parking, plenty of restroom, you know, facilities and, and portalettes and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a drain on the city at all. Plenty of room to park, lots of things going on, and it's a beautiful, beautiful park. So you're not running on the road like in most of our Tunnel the Towers runs or out on, on main mm-hmm. roads and in cities. Ours is actually in a park, so it's like a cross-country course. They actually run uh, the cross-country teams around, uh, the, you know, Summer County here run on this course a lot, and it's grassy, and you've got the beautiful lake as a view around you, and just going to be a beautiful day. Sure. Now, here's the main question. Are we going to have our incredible, our massive mounted patrol from Hendersonville going to be out there? Oh, yes, yes. Got to bring do. the beasts. <laughs> <laughs> those those guys are incredible. They do such a great job. And I've had them in here. We've been talking with the guys. And I just think it's, uh, it's such a great presence. And what a great tool to have, especially oh, yeah. large crowds like that. Yeah, well, they're, they're a great resource to have because, you know, being on horseback, they're able to, you know, get through the park a little differently than being on a patrol car or a motorcycle. And it's also great community service. You know, the kids love it. It lets them interact with officers. And, you know, most of the time people see police officers in the worst times of their life when mm-hmm. there's something tragic going on or, you know, their crime's been committed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's great when the they can interact with the police when it's a positive thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, they can see that these, these are just human beings. They're these general these these men and women that that serve are the most down-to-earth people and they do it because they care and to be able to interact with them and see that they're human like everybody else and they're not portrayed as these villains that you see in in the media that like sometimes like to kind of blow things out of proportion yeah yeah these are people who care about their community and you know the thing that i learned about them is they do their entire job sitting on that horse that's true they don't hop down and do it the horse does all the work (laughs) and they are powerful yeah. So, yeah, if you want to move people around, nobody's going to be shoving a horse around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And if you come up on a vehicle or something, you're up, you're seeing up high. You you got a good vantage point up there. So, yeah, you can see. Well, that's good. They're going to be out there because they they do such an incredible job. And uh, and you know, through over the past what three years you've been involved with this, you had to meet some incredible people. And got a couple stories. I, I would say probably my best story is just meeting Frank Siller. You know, oh. I mean, obviously we met him when he you know came down for the presentation to uh, pay off my son's mortgage but i've met him at multiple venues and we hope to have him come actually participate in our run uh you know if not this year maybe next year but i I know he's a pretty busy guy but i was able to meet with him at um, a recent function that we had it was a writer's round that that they did such a genuine guy Mm -hmm. i mean it like they can't obviously fund everything but 
this man almost turns away no one. Like he he tries really hard. They have so many programs, things that, you know, some programs I didn't even know about at one point where they're stepping in to help, you know, severely um, wounded officers or officers that are going through uh, traumatic illnesses like cancer and things like that. So they, they have these different programs where they support even those situations. Just this year, they started building um, these these tiny villages. They're working on uh, building homes for uh, veterans, oh. for um, homeless veterans. They, uh, they bought up some hotels and converted them into facilities that can house homeless veterans and, and not just give them a place to live, but provide support to get them back into the workforce and give them the counseling that they might need you right. know, for PTSD or whatever right. it might be, um, but doing some amazing things to help our veterans. Yeah, I mean, that, I didn't know they were doing that, but that, I mean, that's first class right there. <laughs> so when you're en- engaging with the other agencies, there was always this thing like, you know, the PD and the FD, they're always battle against each other, but it's all a brotherhood, man. We, you know, we're all, you know, helping the community and doing all of that. But I think it really helps to create a bigger bond, you know, with the other agencies and things like that, especially locally around here, because there's many times we cross jurisdictions and you're doing things together mm-hmm. and everybody helps out. They, they got one goal on mine and that's... Uh, you know, get the job done, you know, and come home safe. So, you know, with this organization doing what they're doing, I think it's incredible uh, support that they do. And then, of course, you got agencies like uh, Johnny was talking about with the 100 Club, which, you know, come to find out, he, he informed me that, you know, they stepped in to help Lauren, the family there a little bit uh, with what they could do. But they're trying to raise, you know, money as well. And these are great organizations that you can donate to and support. And I'm sure they would accept it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I tell you, that's something that we all really need to support the 100 Club. They do amazing things for fallen officers, families, for families. And that's right here in Sumner County. Right here in Sumner yep. County. Yep. I absolutely feel like this is a, another nonprofit that we all need to be supporting. They do some just incredible things. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Johnny's on board there, so he, he, he kind of gets things done. He does. <laughs> yeah. He does. But, you know, I'm just, just thinking, speaking of Johnny, I, the support that you had from our senators and state reps and things like that. William Lambert is up there. Farrell Hale is up there. People just, it tugs at their heart and they, they just want to be very supportive of this. And that's great. They have them on board. Yeah. I, I tell you again, going back to um, the support that we've had from our state representatives. I mean, I, you know, first with William Lambert and the team who, you know, sponsored the bill that became law that, you know, makes it a, a class C felony if you're evading a police officer mm-hmm. and you cause injury or death to anyone, whether it's a police officer or a bystander, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it a more severe penalty. I mean, it's still not enough, but it's better than what it was. And God bless him for, for putting that out there and, and naming it the Spencer Bristol bill. And then, uh, of course, with Johnny Garrett and the guys putting together this memorial to, you know, rename a section of 65 for yeah. Spencer. I mean, there's so many things they've done to honor our son and his legacy. You know, he he was a, a servant leader, someone who really believed in serving. You know, he was touched by 9-11. He was just very young when, when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, it touched him, and uh, it made him want to serve. That's how he and his wife kind of came together. I mean, they both were young when it happened, and they both had this calling to serve because of what 9/11 did to you know did mm-hmm. to our country. My son lived his life serving his country and his community. Yes, and, it, it's it's one of the things that you you kind of look back on, and it makes you proud. Just I mean, I can tell when you talk about him it, that you were very proud of him. You're still proud of him. So, and I know that the family. It loves you to death because, you know, you're doing all these great things to help keep Spencer's name, you know, out there. The support that you're giving the family, everybody getting together, everybody comes together during hard times. 
So we, we love you for that, and just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great things for our community. Uh, you're also a reserve officer with Hendersonville. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're out there on the street as well. I, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been talking about Dan Bristol, and we've been talking about the Tunnels to Tower uh, event. And you got to mark this down for October the 21st down at Sanders Ferry Park. Just go to the website, t2t.org, and check out all the information there if you'd like to be a vendor or a participant. So, Dan, thank you much for coming in. Thank you for having me. All right. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. Join us again next week, again, for another Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.